This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of front row material my name is mike freeland i'm joined by my follicle challenge friend yet has a great beard his name is the red man we are brought to you by the mlw radio network and the front row material brand guys we are excited to be back here freeland and the rit talking a little pro wrestling but before we get started here what's going on with you rit what's new in your world oh besides uh, going to walmart to find the the jackpot of a lifetime a one in three thousand Chris Jericho figure? I am le- legitimately, and I the text I sent to you was, I'm super jealous, OMG, holy shit. So talk to me about this. So what series was this? Uh, let me just whip this out. And the figure. <laughs> that on this, is, this is yeah. series eight. Series eight. So when would that have come out? Mm, a couple months ago it would have been released. And, of course, Walmart's always a couple uh, months behind in getting their stuff. Like, they just now got Series 2, or at least my Walmart, Series 2 of the AEW uh, Unrivaled figures. Goodness gracious. Unfreaking believable. 
So other than that, you know, just doing a little doing a little booking for the for the podcast. Yeah, doing you know, a little booking and getting some guests lined up for our uh, our fantastic summer series, as we have uh, started calling it. Well, well, yeah. The sad part is, is man, the more people I get booked for you to interview, the less you and I get to talk. I know. You know, well, we might have to throw a throw a, a, a whole new show out there. Gonna have to. Might have to create more content, my friend. But speaking of content, I, I was telling this to the writ. Our numbers have been ridiculous, and we are so grateful for everybody who who listens to the Front Row Material brand, who listens to headlines, and um, I promise, and I mean this with all sincerity, for the next three months, I will have plenty of time. We are going to get back to the book club, and then I will introduce another book. So it'll be a good summer. Ritz working on some huge guests I'm finally going to get my act together. We're going to finish the Sabu book. But if you haven't, you can catch all of the episodes on demand right now, anywhere you find your fine podcasts, and you can listen to those, and you can binge listen leading up to the next episode. Did I tell you that Sabu texted me and asked legitimately if if we were done with the book yet? (laughs) Shut up. No. Shut up. No. Yeah, because uh, we were sitting there, uh, I should chat check in on him every now and then. Right. And which is still <laughs> super weird to say. You know what I mean? No, like, I know what you mean. It is. And we're sitting there and I, I chit chat with him because I, I told him, hey, when we're done with the book, we're bringing you back on, you know, to do a an, an interview with you again for part two and stuff. Right. And, you know, he shot me a message. This is maybe a couple of weeks ago. He, he goes, <laughs> so, hey, how's it going? I'm like, not bad. How, how are you doing? He's, he's like, fairly well. And then he was like, so did you guys get the the book done yet? <laughs> oh my god! And, and and I was thinking to myself, man, I talked to him like in October about it, <laughs> and, and and here we are in May. We've had we've had Halloween, we've had Thanksgiving, we've had Christmas. Wait, wait a minute. Um, Hanukkah. Yeah, we've had we've had that as well. Yom Kippur as well. What holidays coming up? Why can't I think straight? Memorial uh, Day. Memorial Day. Yes, I said I was going to say Easter, but we've had that as well. we've had that as well. My goodness, I can't believe. It. Yes, we will be finishing that up. You have my absolute promise on that. Don't 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 promise me. Promise the man himself. I know I should, or he's going to put me through a table. That's not good. I don't need that. So. I guarantee I'd hit my deductible like immediately at that point. <laughs> I would probably be hurt before. I would be hurt when he was trying to put me on the table. I'd be like, shit, that hurt. You don't know what's coming next, kid. Oh, Just my God. One table or two? Uh, I'm, I, um, I'd have to have one of the tables that they use in the Tokyo Dome. You know, the ones that, like, never break. Never break. And, and, and then the one time you go on it, it breaks. Breaks, yep. Gosh. Um... So yeah, so that that's gonna get done. Man, I'm so super jealous of that figure. God, I'm so super jealous of that. You always seem to be at the right place at the right time for the figure. Remember, remember last week we were talking, and I'm like, man, this is getting freaking boring. Like, because I have like all of them, but the chase figures that have been up to release. But I still go to Walmart, mm-hmm. and then you know just to check and see if they have one. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Oh shit! They actually had them, and the thing of it is, it was the front one. 
it wasn't even like behind the other ones. So I'm like, do people not know like these are legitimately rare? This is meant to be. You deserve this, dude. You deserve this. This was God saying to you. Rich. <laughs> I don't know why God somehow sounds like the Undertaker. This is for you. Like it's right there. What was the first thing that ran through your mind? Like this is a this is a joke. This is this isn't real. No, I was just like, wow. I grabbed it, put it right in my cart, and then I looked for look for other ones because I seen <laughs> I see I seen they had like I think Anna Jay's another one that has a one in something. So I was looking to see if they had that one, or is it Britt Baker? It might be Britt Baker. So this I was looking to see. From, this is coming from the guy who spent how much money on a Brandy Rhodes? <laughs> oh, 70 bucks. I can't believe this shit. $70. Well, I mean, I know you had to complete the set. I, I realized yeah. that concept. Yeah. $70. Holy God. Well, you 70 bucks. Is, that's a tank of gas nowadays. Yes, it is. Thank you, Brandon. Man, um, I'm going to start selling my sweet ass. For some gas. Selling your sweet ass. You know, start turning a little tricky. A little tricksky. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes. And tricks so, are for kids. But, man, a big week in the wrestling world coming up. Uh, not only Memorial Day weekend, but AEW, double or nothing. Double or nothing. And that's what we're going to focus on on this episode of Front Row Material is just the card that it is. So, I mean, so many things are happening with this card. Once again, it's going to be emanating from Las Vegas, Nevada. Guys, if you're going to get the pay-per-view, it's going to be starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which, once again, is 5 uh, p.m. on uh, Western Standard Time. You can get it from your local cable company, or you can get it from BR Live. The pay-per-view is $49.99. So, go ahead and get the pay-per-view. It's going to be a good one. Let's go ahead and let's talk about everything that's going to be happening. It, before the pay-per-view even starts, we have ourselves a buy-in match. We have Hook and Dan Housen, now known as Hook Housen. Hook Housen. Hook Housen versus Tony Nice. You're a fan of him. And Sterl, or Smart Mark Sterling. I don't know why I keep getting that backwards. First of all, let's talk a little bit about this. What do you think of this so unlikely alliance between Hook and Danhausen. It's it's different. I love Hook though. The fan the, the fans are pushing. They want him. You know, he he's I don't want to say he's like excellent in the ring, but he's solid. Mm-hmm. They're get they're giving him time to build himself up. He's got the look. He does have the look. And that hair is something I'm jealous of. So let me ask you this. So, like, is that a style now with people in their 20s? His hair looks like he just stuck his head in the dryer or his tongue in a light socket. Either way, are the ladies digging that? Is that a thing right now? Just the whole don't give a shit with my hair? Man, it must be because, man, he's got everybody yelling for him when he comes out. Well, as soon as that new that his song hits, mm-hmm. it's over. Matt Freeland, are those new earbuds? They are. They are some new earbudskies. Uh, I went, <laughs> I went in. And I got these. Uh, I don't know if you can see. Uh, it's it's the I call these the Moon Dog ear earbuds. 
If uh, yeah, a little rainbowish. Yep. For, so for I got some I earbuds. I had to. For a minute, I thought you were wearing a necklace, and I'm like, wait a minute, your necklace goes to your ears. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the way I work when you get to my age. Look at you. You look like I'm sorry, but you look like a senior citizen right now. You are in the uh, recliner right now with a lamp right next to you. Oh yeah. You, you look comfy. You look really comfortable. Hey, uh, we just sit there and uh, you know, uh, I kicked her out of her chair. She's over nap time taking uh, a nap. So, I kicked the lady out of her chair. Confiscated the the old uh, chair ski and yeah, you know, hey, 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 Google, turn off your mom. Got it. Turning off your mom. <laughs> hey, Google, turn on your mom. All right, turning to your mom on. Oh yeah! Wow, now that is how you get it done. Hey, that's how you turn on your mom. Cross that's how you nation. turn on your mom. Listen to the writ. He knows what's going on. He is a good-looking man with an even better-looking beard. Uh, let let's so let's talk about this. So when it comes to when it comes to Hook, I feel very confident in saying he will be the AEW champion, or not the AEW champion. I'm sorry, I stand corrected. The TNT champion, mm-hmm. just for the fact that he's so over, like. I feel like he's going to get his shot. I really, really do. Do you agree with that? Within a year, he will be TNT champion. Well, unfortunately, the way they're te- uh, treating that TNT championship, yeah, half the roster will be the champion within a year. That's true. That title changes hands, and then it means nothing. Well, and that's the problem. So when, when Guevara had it, and then he lost it to Scorpio, correct? Yeah. And then Scorpio won it back from Guevara. Do you think that the reason why they took it away from Scorp was because they were still having some hesitation whether or not they thought that he was going to be the guy? Or do you think it was just this was planned to be this way? I think the beginning of the downfall of the TMD championship was when Cody had it the second time. Mm-hmm. And he was unable to compete. So instead of just letting it, you know, go out for another week or two, they went and made, uh, who was it, Guevara? The interim TNT championship? Correct. And to me, that made no sense. No, we don't need two belts. You know, then we got a ladder match. And then it's just, uh, that's when... Kind of was like, wow, really? Like, when uh, Brody Lee had it, great. When Cody had it the first time, great. Miro. Uh, Miro, you know, he was a monster. Then uh, Darby Allen had it, was mm-hmm. great. Then uh, we've had the same person back and forth hold the t- championship, and it just lost all recognition to me. Yeah, it's been difficult because I think when you look at a championship, and then there's two sides of the story. Either the championship makes the wrestler or the wrestler makes the championship. And there's different philosophies on that. But when you pass it around like it's a hot potato, it really starts to not even matter at that point. So I'm hoping that they calm this thing down. Now, do you think that they put the title on Scorp for the simple fact that he needed some kind of momentum because... 
what are they called? They're called the, um, oh my God. Not the men of the year. Is it the men of the year? Yeah. Okay. So I'm just like, do you, do you feel like that's actually helping him? Because I'll be honest with you right now, I'm more interested and we've totally gotten off the buy-in match here. I mean, we, we have ADD out the ass right now, but hey, it's fine. L- let's, <laughs> let's, let's talk about Ethan page. Ethan that's, Page to me that's is the money in the group. Way more interesting, way more interesting than it is to watch Scorpio Sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ethan Page is—he's got all the tools. He's got the look. He's got the charisma. Not, no, I'm not going to take nothing away from Scorpio Sky. His key is a superb wrestler. Right. But I think your money is with Ethan Page. Yeah, I'd agree. I wondered this. I wonder if there'll be a breakup between the two of them and they'll feud over the title at some point in time. I feel like that's almost inevitable. That's just my opinion. I think it would be a good idea. And then Dan Lambert's torn with what corner he's going to stand in much like Elizabeth was torn at WrestleMania five. Does she stand in Hogan's corner? Does she stand in Mach's corner? I think you can have a situation like that. I think it'd be interesting, but anyway, we'll come back to this. We'll circle back around. Let's go back to, Danhausen and and Hook. We've talked about Hook, but let's talk about Danhausen. Now, Danhausen is a Ring of Honor guy who obviously became a free agent when everyone was released from their contracts, and now he's over in AEW. What do you think of him? I mean, is he going to be like a step above a jobber? Meaning, because he doesn't look like somebody who could take much of a whooping. He doesn't look like he's a guy who's going to go out there and have a match with Adam Cole. He's very nah. much on the the entertainment side. It, Are it, you a fan of the Danhausen? Not, I, I'm not particularly a fan of everything that he does. But there's people out there that are. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, I'm saying, could be just merchandising. Like, I mean, he's he is money. He is money. I'll tell you that. Oh, he's got his own coffee. You know what I mean? It's, to me, like his debut match, a lot of people were interested and intrigued. But then when Tony Nese beat him in eight seconds. There was no really, point. Yeah. But, but it was just to set up, you know, Hook coming out. But it's like, man, you just, you just wasted and jobbed him out just to have a tag team match. So there, hopefully there's more going with this, but I don't see them being a tag team for very long and, and to put them in the ring against any tag team they have would not work. No. I mean, I think that, I think what they have here is hook is the wrestler, right? And, and Dan Housen is clearly just the character. And Tony Nice is the wrestler. Mm-hmm. And the character is Smart Mark Sterling. So yeah. I think what they could do is funny stuff between them, but mm-hmm. a really competitive match against Tony Nice and Hook. And I think that could lead into a feud between the two of those. What's your thoughts? Uh, I can see that happening. Tony Nice is a solid wrestler. Oh, he's very good. You know, so I can see him and Hook going toe-to-toe and having a great match. 
and I can see Donhausen and Mark Sterling do the comedy. Yes. Let's go ahead and let's talk about another match that is going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one as long as he can get past Sean Spears in a cage match, and that's going to be MJF in Wardlow. Let me ask you this question here. Are you feeling this three-year buildup? Because I know a lot of people in the wrestling industry have said, man, this has been a great buildup. It's part of AEW's long-term storytelling. Or you could be a person like Jim Cornette who says, my God, they're finally going to wrestle after three years. I'm a big fan of the storyline, and I'm invested mm-hmm. in the storyline. What's your take on this? Man, I, they could have done. They could have done more. Man, I'm, I'm like, when MJF was doing the stipulations, I'm thinking to myself, man, there's, there's so much more. Now, it doesn't mean they can't do this down the road. But I'm like, man, M- MJF, we're saying down the road. You know, say Wardlow beats him at double or nothing. MJF wants a rematch. He wants him to sit there. Or it could be vice versa. MJF could win. Wardlow wants that rematch. Where Wardlow would put up his brass ring. His shot at the title. That he's guaranteed. MJF could could put up his diamond ring. Maybe MJF wins. I would love to sit there and have like all these stories intertwined. So you CM Punk would end up beating Adam Page. MJF beats CM Punk. Wardlow beats MJF. You know, and this can happen all within like two a year, year and a half, two years, you know. Do you think in some way so you're basically saying this is probably not going to be the blow-off match. There, there's no. probably going to be more to this story than meets the eye. No. Because I, I often, when I look at this match right now, I'm thinking to myself, this is the first time they're going to actually have a match. Mm-hmm. I feel like this match is just, honestly, just to get the water even even hotter at mm-hmm. this point in time. I feel like MJF is going to do something shisty at the last second. He's going to go ahead and get the victory. And... If Wardlow can't sign a contract with AEW, makes me think that he would then go off to Ring of Honor and they would push him as a big star. What are your thoughts, or do you think that Wardlow needs to stay in AEW? Wardlow needs to stay in AEW. Uh, the only thing that kind of makes it, you, you know how they always say, nothing's new in wrestling, it's always reused. Oh, sure, re-washed. everything's recycled. This whole storyline, doesn't it seem to me particularly like a Batista Triple H storyline. It does. From Evolution. It definitely does. So, either way, MJF and Wardlow, there's no no loser and there's no, there's only two winners to make their more heat for MJF and a bigger believer and fan base for for Wardlow. No, I agree. I think things are going to go really well for both of these guys. Once again, it doesn't really matter who wins and and we're not going to talk about who we think is going to win because at the end of the day, the whole concept in pro wrestling is telling a good story, right? The pinfall Mm -hmm. is almost, I don't want to say irrelevant, 
but it it doesn't really all that is is the ending of what the story was being told right it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean someone's you know moving on to some things that are bigger and better and someone is not it just means that either the story is going to be told even further and i think this one's going to continue so we will leave it at that but i'm excited about mgf and wardlow Wardlow's a huge star. I almost get this Goldberg feeling from him. I know people have said this before, but I, I definitely do. I kind of have a more of a Goldberg esque feeling for another individual that you don't particularly care for. Oh my gosh. Who do I not particularly care for? The TBS champion, Ms. Jade Cargo. Moving on, we're gonna get to her. I can't I, do this. I, I'm, I'm just saying. With yeah, her, I know you're throwing it out there. I know you what you're doing. Yeah, I know what it, you're doing. I know what you're doing. You're, you're trying to bait that hook, uh huh? No, we just got them talking about hook. Ah, that aunt's very nice. Moving on, we got Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, which is gonna be uh, in a three-way match with the tag team champions Lucha Boy, uh, Lucha Boy, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus versus Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. Lucha Boy, I went, what would happen if he was called Lucha Boy and, being, and all of a sudden he's walking down the and aisle? Ju- and Jungle Saurus. And Jungle Saurus. That's right. Oh my gosh. So. It's a tag team championships on the line. I I will say this. I did not really agree with putting the belts on Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was done out of default because of Ray Phoenix getting injured. They had to make a quick audible, and they were like, well, we have to do something. So I feel like that match was not really intended to go their way. However, it did. I didn't think that they would retain the titles. Um, when they had a big title match, who did they have a title match against? I want to say it was um, FDR. Was it FTR? But then, did they also have a tag team match against Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly? I want to say they did, and I thought they were going to lose that one, but they didn't. So they're a big they're they're a big fan favorite. There's no doubt about that. You got Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland right now, who I feel like are really starting to come on. But then I've never been a Team Taz guy, but now all of a sudden, Powerhouse and Ricky Starks, they're starting to get my interest. What do you think is the most interesting thing in this triple threat match? Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. I love them. I do too. I really do. Both of their personalities and charisma bounce off each other. Swerve Strickland, I think... Okay, remember with, uh, what was it? World's Greatest Ten? No, no. The what were they in? Gable and in WWE. Chad Gable and then his partner. Oh God! You're not, hold on. You're not talking about Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin, are you? No, no, no. Chad Gable and the other ones. Okay. Uh, what what was the tag name? But the guy hurt his neck. Okay. He he had no charades here. I'm not really okay. He had no personality. His partner, yeah. Until he until he teamed up with Chad Gable, and then all of a sudden his charisma came out. I think that's the same thing here with Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Like Keith Lee has personality, but I just think his mic skills are even better bouncing off of Swerve Strickland. Jason Jordan. Yes, Jason Jordan had had like zero 
charisma. Yeah. Okay. Until they put those two together. Like, he was floundering in NXT for the longest time. And then all of a sudden, was it American Alpha? It might have been, yeah. Yeah. But I, I think those two just gel. And the chemistry is so well together that they have everything. The complete package for a tag team. And I could see them, which I'm hoping, because I'm not a big, I'm not sold on Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. No? No. I'm not sold to them as tag champs. Oh, 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 oh. All right, come on. You're, you're, you're swinging no. your arms left and right when that when they come on the screen. Come on. No. I, I just think that, that there's – I can see them for six-man tag champs, but I can't see them as you being – You mean Christian? Yeah, I, but I can't see them with the base of, you know, the foundation of the tag division. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I agree. What do you think about Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks? Do you think – I feel like Ricky Starks is starting to come on, uh, and Powerhouse Hobbs is starting to get a little bit of a push and a little bit of momentum. What do you think about them? Do you think it's still a little early, but they're definitely going to be players soon? Yeah, I'm, I think they're finally getting their momentum going. Uh, I loved – what was it? The the brass ring ladder mm-hmm. match that Hobbs got to showcase a, a lot of his talent. Yep. And – Ricky Starks has got the got the mic where Hobbs is more of the muscle, mm-hmm. but they are slowly starting to work well together. And I can see them being well. First things first, they got to get rid of that, that FTW title. That is the <laughs> that is the the corniest thing in the world. And this this that needs to stop. No no no. That needs to stop. For when, those of you who don't know what I'm he doing. he does that, when he does the pose. No, that is so goofy. Are you talking about it? It's just dumb. It, it doesn't matter. He's getting a reaction. That's all you need in professional wrestling. No, it's, I'm not disagreeing it, with you, but when Ricky starts, okay, just to let you all know who you can't see that we're, we're pantomiming to each other. That goofy thing where Ricky Starks, like, he poses with his hand on his forehead or something. I, I don't know. I just, I think it looks a little on the, on the, whatever. Hokey and corny. That man's, when he comes out dressing like a bar, a bar of soap, looking all dripping. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Speaking of dripping, I was talking to her kid and told him about the, the words you said there and told me a couple weeks ago. Yeah. She looked at me and she goes, that was like three months ago. I'm like, I thought I was, I was ahead of the times. Now, no, I'm three months. I'm three months late. You're you're late. Yep, dripping. I'm so dripping. Somebody should hand me a towel. Um. So, are you interested in this match? What's your interest level? On okay. So let, let's let's. Gosh, I feel bad. Let's go backwards here. The Dan Housen match on a scale of one to five. How interested are you? What's your interest level in that one? I'm going to say mine's a, a definite four on this. I'll say three. Okay. What do we think about Wardlow MJF? I'm a solid five on that. Five. What about this one right here? Three. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a three and a half on this one, just on an interest level. Um, yeah, I can't I can't get into this. I think Jungle Boy should become a singles wrestler, in my opinion. 
But we'll see what happens. All right, moving on. Next big match is going to be happening at Double or Nothing. Once again, emanating live from Las Vegas, Nevada, is going to be the Young Bucks taking on the Hardys. Now, I guess they can't call them the Hardy Boys. I guess that's a WWE thing. But uh, this match kind of got thrown together like super fast. And like all of a sudden, I turn around and it's a thing now. Um, it's called the Elite versus the Delete. What is your interest level on this one on a scale one to five? Two. I was going to say about a three. The, uh, three out of five uh, on this one. The only I reason just, I'm, if there was more backstory, if there was I more might build be interested. up, correct. Like if they would have not had Jeff, if they would have took Jeff out of the Owen Hart tournament and let Darby Allen win that match and had more of a buildup, I would have been more invested. But just at the last minute, just to, hey, the Young Bucks aren't doing anything. Here to the Hardys. Ah, let's throw them in. But then you, you got FTR that doesn't have nothing to do either. This is true. It's like, wow. But... I mean, we've we've seen this match in Ring of Honor before. They've done this match also on the Indies as well. So it's not like we haven't seen this match before. However, in the AEW, uh, Jericho's making fun of sports entertainment. Is he saying Galaxy now? It's the it's the AEW Galaxy versus the Universe. What do you think about that? It's Jericho. It is. He's the wizard. Any, anything he says can make money. Yes. I would agree with that. So you have a two ski on this one. I got a three. Not really sure what this is going to be. I mean, I feel like we're going to see a replay of what we saw in Ring of Honor. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll do some stuff that we didn't expect before. But once again, I'm agreeing with the Ritster. There was not enough backstory. Like, what was what precipitated all of this to come about? It seemed like it was a match that was thrown on there, uh, almost like a buy-in uh, card match. Let's go ahead and let's talk about a match that I think is going to be really interesting. It's Death Triangle versus House of Black. So you have Pento Oscuro, you have Ray Phoenix, and you have Pac. And that's going to be taking on Buddy Murphy, Malachi Black, and Brody King. First of all, interest level on this one, one to five. Five. I am with you on this one. I love the story it's been told. And... Usually, if you if you think of like a six man challenge, mm-hmm. there's always that ah okay these got this team solid and the other one has like a weak link. Can you pick out the weak link? Honestly, no, there's no one. Like, th- let's just go with Death Triangle first. Pack, Penta, and Ray Phoenix. Those guys are like well oiled machines. They are. Man, it's like they know what the other one's going to do, and all their th- there's no loose movements, wasted movement, none. <laughs> well, uh, like, did you say loose movements? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's no wasted movement. No, like when when they're going to set up for Pack to do his, I still call it the Red Arrow. But like Penta does his thing. Quick tag to, to Ray Phoenix. Quick tag to pot, uh, Pack, And, like, it's solid. But then you go to the other side. 
the House of Black. First off, you got the monster Brody King. Mm-hmm. Then you got two solid wrestlers with Buddy and Malachi. Like, where are you going to go? And the story that's been building up for, what, nearly a year now? Um, Let me think here. Yeah, nearly. I would say eight, nine months they've, they've been building this up. The Julia so, but, Hart thing still is a little odd because I'm not really quite sure what the hell's going on with, with that. But I can see maybe uh, House of Black winning because Julia Hart comes out. I, man, I think House of Black is because I think they're going to give him a push. And I honestly, on the fallout from this, I would love to see Pac in a Buddy Murphy uh, program. Mm -hmm. uh, I think another great one would be Brody versus uh, Penta Oscuro. And then Ray Phoenix taking on Malachi Black. I think if those guys could pair up with each other, I think you could have three outstanding uh, individuals matches. But once again, you talked about this. You know they're going to be introducing uh, trios titles. So this both of these uh, factions are most definitely in the runnings for a trios championship down the line. So both of us have an interest on a scale one to five of five. So I think this match is going to be what the kids are calling a banger. Let's go ahead and let's talk about our next match. Oh, gosh. Here we go. We've got Jade Cargill, and we have her going to be taking on Anna Jay. Now, you, you forgot the baddies. I don't even know what the hell a baddie is. Yeah, no, remember, we looked up and we can't see We on did, the but I don't even remember what that B A D D I E. I'm going to Google it right now. Good. God. Remember, we can't talk about it on the air. You mean what a baddie does? what a baddie is okay this is what i put in google baddie hub baddie gif baddie baddie with gun baddie no. wallpaper no no you, you have to look up for baddie urban dictionary okay let me put up baddie urban dictionary and see if i can read this uh, as, as you're doing that man jade that that's my version of goldberg short a villain or matches. criminal in a story or a movie a lawbreaker uh, an offender, a felon, or a convict. Hmm? Am I reading the wrong definition? You said baddie urban dictionary, correct? Yeah, that, that's what you typed in before. And it was above and beyond what we thought we were going to get. Uh, unless I'm not understanding this correctly. Urban dictionary baddie. Here we go. Oh, 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 oh my. I was reading the wrong definition. Um, yeah, I am definitely um yeah i mean do you want me to read it what are you gonna do throw us off the air i'm 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 gonna censor myself with this you okay know what? Hold, hold on a second no hold on a second here's what i'm gonna do here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna put my microphone down for a hot second let me go ahead and let me screenshot this and i'm gonna have you read it Let's oh see. boy here we go because I think if you read this, you might be able to find a better way to phrase this. Because I think I would butcher this. Uh, let's see. Keep the kids entertained as I take my picture. That means you talk, but okay. Or not. Oh, I'm sorry. I uh, said keep I, the kids entertained while oh, I take the picture. I, I apologize. I had an email from Marty Bell. 
I was oh, reading. oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, just sent it to you. So that is what I came up with. And go ahead and get your phone ski out here. Let's uh, see what we got. Let's see. <laughs> I love the fact that the, that my text message says delivery uh. report. <laughs> go for it, buddy. <laughs> I'll mute myself. Okay, a baddie is someone you see passing by at Walmart. <laughs> oh my god, that that's the cleanest as I can make it. Yeah, if you're lo- if you want to know what Jade Cargill is referring to when she says a baddie or baddies, you need to go ahead and look that up on uh, on social media, or not on social media, on uh, on the web. I looked it up, and, and my, mine was clearly Miriam Webster. Uh, but when I went to Urban Dictionary, uh, which is what I was referred to, uh, it definitely gives you a definition. But I, I, I will let your imagination explore that, and uh, we'll leave it at that. Let's let's talk about this in this picture right here for the promo. She looks like the Riddler. You know when uh, Jim Carrey did the Riddler for? Uh, yes. She looks like that. She can look at whatever she wants to, because she she's, she's money. She's married to Brandon Phillips, Major League Baseball player. Mm-hmm. Why is he not involved? Involved in what? In her whole storyline. Brandon Phillips. He's a stud. So? Like, you got to keep that. You got to keep your personal life separate at some point. I don't know. I think Brandon Phillips should have been, like, out there. You, know, no. if, you know if Chad Ochocinco had oh, a goodness. wife that was in pro wrestling, Chad would be out there. But, but that's him. That's his personality. That's Mr. Instead of Chad, was it Chad Johnson? Yeah. Changed his name to Ocho Cinco. And that's not even how you say it in Spanish. No. <laughs> I just started. Oh my god. Um, what's your what's your? This is a stupid question. What's your interest level in this Anna J match? Uh, Are you a five ski on this? Not not really. I because I thought you were an Anna J fan as well. Uh, I Amish, not to be not to be off as Amish, but <laughs> you're you're Amish to, about to, to me. It's, she's just another. She, she's just another number. That that'd be what thirty seven in a row. Thirty seven. Ah, shit, I don't even know. I mean, now, now her numbers aren't uh, amped up like Goldberg's. Whereas these are legitimate. What do you mean amped up like Goldberg's? Goldberg's were on house shows as well. Oh, my goodness. If I could go back and get the actual numbers, I swore one time it was Monday Nitro, and he was at, like, 40. And by the time Thursday Thunder came, he was at, like, 67. You say he, you did re- he, he did some ass kicking. He did some ass kicking between Nitro and Thunder. I, I can't explain it for you. What do you do, get a bar fight? Boom. Boom. Boom, boom. Good God. Now, but but going back to Wardlow, his entrance is Wardlow? Yeah. Wardlow. Wardlow. Okay, continue. Yeah. His his entrance is kind of Goldberg-esque. being handcuffed, Goldberg-esque. Yeah. Yes, it is. So who did you say you really liked in the women's division in uh, AEW? Who was your like your crush? 
Oh, that, that was Anna J. Anna J. And now you're like, eh, whatever, Anna J. I got Jade Cargill now. She's not even no contest. You got the Riddler. Okay, that's cool. I, my my interest level's a two, maybe. Just in this match? In the in the match. Yeah, it's, I'm with you. It's another thrown together match. Uh just because she's the TBS champion. And there's no backstory again. Once None. again. There's no backstory. All Look, right. Well, she, she came out to save what uh, Ruby? Yeah, but I mean and, that uh, Statlander. Now Statlander. Yeah, that... but that that doesn't really constitute. I mean, there was no face to face. There's no brawls. There's no backstage stuff. It's Whoa. just kind of like whatever. What's this? We're talking about women's wrestling. We got to talk about brawls. Ah, Darantz can't forget the panties. Um, let's go ahead and let's talk about this anarchy in the arena. You know what I first thought of when they, when they named this thing, the Tupelo Mississippi, uh, concession state or the concession stand fight. I thought about that and I wonder if it's going to turn into something like that where like, there'll be the staged vendor out there and like popcorn or slushies or something is involved. You got John Moxley, Brian Danielson, Santana Ortiz, and Eddie Kingston taking on the Jericho appreciation society. God, I love that name. Um, what is your interest level in this match? Man, honestly, three and a half. I'll say and, I'm, and, going... and I, I'm being generous. Wow. So what would you say just right off the cuff? Just, just straight shooting. Two and a half. Two and a half. So what? Okay. So what is it that downplays this interest for you? Is it just the fact that you're just not into the, the, the players that are involved in it, or do you think the buildup just hasn't been that strong, or what? Or both? My, my biggest intrigue is Regal. Regal, there's nobody that knows Jericho better than Regal. Mm-hmm. There's nobody that knows Jack Hager as good as Regal. So, for him to be involved... Just like what was it? I think it was on Rampage, where they were both there uh, talking, and he was just trying to get that little deception in the ranks over there. Like Regal knows how to play the mind games, and I, I I'm just intrigued about how Regal's going to be involved and play out this whole thing. You know what I mean? Now. On Regal's side, having Santana, Ortiz, and Kingston with two chaotic people like Moxley and Danielson, is are, can they work together? Well, the big be- the big thing is they're saying that uh, Danielson and Kingston really are having some issues. So what might, what will things kind of implode from that perspective? Yeah. Like that's uh, that whole team could be chaos. Regal will be the key to be able to hold that, hold them together. It'll be interesting to find out what happens right now. My interest level, I will say my interest level, believe it or not, is a four just because I'm really interested what's going to happen. And uh, also Jake Hager is going to be part of this match. Oh yeah. uh, I said Jack, didn't I? You, (laughs) God. See, the, I not, can't. T- I can't take. Do this. not try to answer answer emails <laughs> while you're 
Well, I think, I think Jack Hager is going to be the big difference maker. Who the fuck is Jack Hager? You know what I mean? <laughs> we the people. Oh, good God. All right, moving on. Oh, man, that was a horrible gimmick. Good Lord, what, what were they thinking? Well, it is WWE. Uh, the next match, which I think is going to be an interesting one, is going to be the Women's Championship. You got Thunder Rosa going against Serena Deeb. Now, I know you're a Thunder Rosa fan. I like Thunder, don't get me wrong, but I'm a Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb is the Bret Hart of the women's division. She's cerebral. She is a technician. I think it's time for Serena Deeb to take Thunder Rosa and take the belt from her. What's your take on this? First off, what did you think of that promo? Oh, I thought with Dustin Rhodes in the ring? Yes. Freaking amazing. Oh, man. I, I would love to bend the fly on the wall when they came back through the curtain to see what everybody thought about it. Because I think part of it had a little bit of shoot, a little bit of truth behind it. Correct. And I'm like, man, she's shooting from the hip. She is. She's not, she's not messing I, around. I don't see her taking the title now. But I can see a rematch where she does take the title. So you think uh, it's going to be close? It's going to be soon, but not right now. Yes, I, I I can see her. It's just who's more marketable right now? You know, I think and, Thunder Rosa and, is. And do they want to use Thunder Rosa as a transitional champion? Because she's only had what one title defense. This is since, true. Since beating the Doctor. This is true. Good point. Didn't think about that. Good call on that one, Ritster. Uh, I'm still rooting for Serena D, but you know what? We may not see a championship title change on this one, but you know what? I'm still going to be pulling for my girl, Serena D. I'm so excited for her. Plus, I mean, she's a yoga instructor. I like yogurt. I mean, it's just one of those deals. Let's go ahead. Did, let's. Did you let, say let, yogurt? I did. If you can say Jack Hager. <laughs> okay. I'm allowed to confuse yogurt and yoga. Let's talk about the big one, the granddaddy of them all. It's going to be the main event, AEW World Championship on the line, champion Hangman Adam Page with his buckshot lariat versus the cult of personality, CM Punk, best in the world. What's your interest level on this one? Four and a half. Four and a half ski. I'm going to have to go five and... I want to see Punk win, but I think Punk's going to do what's right for business and continue to promote the next generation. I think uh, Adam Hangman Page is going to come out on top on this one. Uh, what's your thoughts? You agree or disagree? I agree just because I think they would love to set up for when Kenny comes back. Mm-hmm. For a rematch between Adam and Kenny. But I wouldn't be opposed if CM Punk would win and have Kenny come back and challenge him for the title and his rematch. Which I do hope that they don't forget about Kenny and a possible rematch that he has. Because 
I think that's a loss sometimes where they don't get, get the rematch. They're just looking to set up the next feud sometimes. Okay. I can get that. I can get into that. But with Punk, I do love how like him, Brian Danielson, they came over. They were fan favorites. But they kind of, oh, we're going to switch to babyface thing. And we're gonna go. We're gonna ride that gray area, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To where they're not heel, but sometimes they say just the right things. That's like, wait a minute, and you, they don't want them to turn against Adam Page. So they're so it's like, okay, you can hate me, but you're gonna respect me, and I can see those face-offs between Adam Page and CM Punk. You know, Adam Page hitting the the GTS, and and Punk's not Punk wasn't worried. He wasn't phased. He told him it, it looked amazing, looked good. You know, so I, I I love how there's the back and forthness there. Do I think CM Punk's gonna is gonna come on top? Possibility, but I kind of hope that they they let the title on because I think that's what Adam Page needs. He needs that that big victory. That signature win. Yes. You know, beating Kenny wasn't wasn't easy. But when he did it, it's like, ooh, but can he keep the belt? He hasn't had really a challenger. You know, he's had some stellar matches with Brian Danielson. But it's like, okay. But now can he can he beat CM Punk? I guess we're gonna find out. We are going to find out. Um, obviously, whoever wins this one, there's not going to be another uh, title defense in June because that's when the Forbidden Door is going to happen. And then All Out is going to be in September, which there's a big question mark if Kenny would come back for that or whether Kenny would come back in November for full gear. Right now, I'm going to say Kenny's not going to come back till full gear. What is your thoughts on Kenny Omega coming back? And when do you think most likely that'll be? Because it's not going to be Forbidden Door. And if that's not it, the next closest one is the end of summer, which is September. But I still think that might be a little too soon. I'm thinking full gear in November. I can see all out. I can see all out for the fact by that's, that's, then that's their granddaddy well but by then you could easily okay we're not going to push kenny let's sit there and do the elite versus adam cole and red dragon kenny doesn't have to sit there and do do the whole match by himself they can set that up do a six-man tag match and then a full gear possible rematch for the title whoever the champion is at the time, you know, they, they, they don't want to, they don't want to push him like they did before, you know, the wrestling with vertigo injured, you know, not just wrestling on AEW. He was wrestling, you know, four days a week, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, multiple continents, multiple promotions, you know, 
I could, I could, I could see Kenny coming back. That that his his passion for wrestling is like none other. You you can't just keep sitting on the sideline, why everybody else is having fun. No, I agree. I just I I don't want to see Kenny. God, there's so many things with the Kenny Omega thing. Like when Kenny comes back, I mean, would Kota Ibushi be? available for AEW. I mean, would that be something would would the Golden Lovers come back together in AEW? Would there be a Bullet Club situation that happens in AEW? There's so many possibilities of things that could happen with this. Could, um could they do something like that at Forbidden Door and really shock people? They could. They absolutely could. You know, it's there's so many possibilities with, with the Forbidden Door show. Yeah, I agree. I agree, I agree, and we, I agree more. We didn't get to talk too much about the Owen Hart t- uh, Cup. We didn't. Um, obviously, the Owen Hart finals for the women are going to be there, and then obviously the finals for the men's as well. What, what do you think? Let's just talk about this real quick here in closing. What was your thoughts about the the Owen Hart tournament that is obviously going to be culminating at double or nothing. Did you feel like looking back in hindsight? Pl- it should have been more planned out. I, I it, felt it, like it, it wasn't done very well. No. Uh, I thought it was just put together with names and a lot of former WWE talent where they could have concentrated more about, oh my goodness, this is ridiculous. The, the Red Sox are winning 16-2 to two in the fifth inning. Who are they playing, the Cincinnati Reds? No, the, the Chicago White Sox. Oh. This is just, it's just home run derby for them. But anyways, uh, there, there should have been more thought. Like, more, th- more people to who were big fans of Owen, that based their style off Owen, that – wrestled in insane promotions or countries that Owen was by far the best match was FTR against each other. Yeah, I would agree. That, that, that should have been the main event finals. Like that should have been the finals right there. It, 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 I don't think you could put any match in the tournament or it could have been left over. That, well, I mean, think about to this. That, to that match. I, but think about this. Is, is a Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole still a possibility? Who's who are the two? There's one that's already in the finals. Correct. It's it's Adam Adam Cole. So yeah. it could end up being Kyle O'Reilly or Samoa Joe. It could be. You know, had did the, what did you think about the Jokers in this one? So it was. Um, I was so Johnny Elite. <laughs> but like the the Jokers, you could have easily had the Jokers been like surprise eight like current roster people. Right. Like deserving people on the roster. Like Johnny Elite and then the female one was uh Oh, it was that that pop singer? Yeah, like that. That, that was ridiculous. Like, 
you, you could have had so many different uh, other possibilities. People already on your roster. Yeah. And you you, you want to give like you're you're watering down your roster. Well, I will say this though. Um, many people thought Bret Hart was not going to be available, but we found out that it's only a merchandising deal. So technically, he could still be available for the pay per view or whatnot. But Brett said he doesn't want to come back. He doesn't want to be on TV as a manager. He wants to be remembered as the technician in the ring. Mm-hmm. So, but don't you think that he should be at least there? Like, I, to me, I feel like they need to have a representative outside of Martha. Like, Brett should be there. It's a tribute to Owen. You would think he would want to be there. Maybe I'm wrong. It was so, to me, it was so disappointing. Like, you could have had. Harry Smith in the tournament. Could have. You could have had Brian Pillman Jr. in the tournament. Yeah. Like stuff that meant something to them. Like you, you, they just went for, for matches that would made money. Like Darby Allen. Okay, how come every other match in the tournament was a regular match? But Darby Allen, Jeff Hardy had to be a, you know, balls count anywhere, whatever match. No rules. Good question. Very, like very you good could, question. You could have, you could have set that up to be down the road, like a big money match down the road, and you wasted it on television for a tournament that neither one of them made to the finals. Like well, I, it's one of the. I mean, this is one of those things that we can definitely just debate for forever. You know how they should have mm-hmm. done it, how they could have done it, why did they do what they did, in, in this and that. But they had they had they, so much time, so much they time. Did. They did, and and they they could have planned it out so much better. I agree. I, I honestly think the women's tournament turned out better than the men's. Yeah, minus no, minus you. the Joker. And we all know the doctor's going to win. <laughs> Guys, this has been fun. This has been so much fun. If you want to continue following us, follow us on social media. Remember, all of our programs drop each and every Friday, uh, whether that is Front Row Material, Future Stars Now, and our daily podcast, which drops, which is Headlines. That's going to do it this week for us. For the Ritzter, I am Mike Freeland. We'll catch you next time on Front Row Material. The world of NLW Radio never stops.